Are you ready to be stirred and receive an impartation of faith to move forward into all that God has purposed for your life? Welcome to the Stirring of the Waters podcast. I am your host, Elaine Haynes. I will be sharing what the Lord has given me through the anointing of the Holy Spirit on the Logos and Rhema words of God. Welcome to Stirring of the Waters. I'm your host, Elaine Haynes. Today is episode 12. Allow the Holy Spirit to transition your destiny. About three years ago, I had a profound dream, and I knew it was from the Lord. It was very surreal. It was extremely prophetic. It had five separate segments. And he has been impressing upon me to share it because it will help many who are in transition and maybe don't understand what's going on. The dream was really about navigating transition into your destiny through the leading of the Holy Spirit. So first I'm going to read you the dream and then I'm going to give you what the interpretation that the Holy Spirit gave me as I sought him for days, maybe even been weeks. It's been a few years, but it was for quite a while, which I do often when I don't fully understand something and I'm preparing something as a prophetic word, because it's, for me, it's really important to make sure that what I'm hearing once I'm sensing and then what I'm relating to others is from him and not from my own thoughts. So in the first part of this dream, it was black and white. I was on a mountain. I was crouching between bare boulders. As far as I could see, it was just very high mountainous, um, no no green at all. It was again, black and white. It was all boulders, just barren. And I didn't even realize how high I was because it was a broad space. It wasn't like a narrow craggy peak. So I didn't realize how high I was until airplanes began flying next to me. They were solid gray. They looked like old time fighter jets. They kept coming closer and closer, one after another, until they were nearly brushing me. The noise of the planes and the wind from their acceleration was intense. I realized that I was holding a baby and it seemed like the planes were trying to attack us. So in the dream, I was aware that it was a situation where I could go into fear, but I wasn't afraid. I knew I was protected. So I began looking for a way of escape. I turned and faced what seemed to be a wall of boulders as far as I could see. And it was just all gray boulders. It looked like no way out. So, but I looked more closely. I knew there had to be a way out. And I saw a weather-beaten door. It was almost like an optical illusion because it blended in so well into the boulders. It was like a, a small shed that was just like drawn on it. And, but you could barely make it out. I mean, you really had to be looking. So the wood was as gray and textured as the rocks. And if you weren't expecting if you weren't looking for a way of escape, you'd miss it. I opened the door and I saw a dark stairway descending into a basement. The walls alongside of the stairway were, were earthen. The steps were worn. They were very rickety. The, the railing was rickety. It was all unpainted wood. I descended down the stairs to another door. So I opened the door. And it opened into a very brightly illuminated room. Very, very bright, white. It was like it was receiving, there were no lights in there, but it was like it was just receiving light from from somewhere. It was just maybe like no, it was almost like the sun was shining brightly, but there were, and there was no ceiling, but that wasn't the case. It was very bright. And the only thing in the room was on the, on the left side of the room. The whole room was this brilliant white, but on the left side, there was a sink and a toilet. And on the right side, there was this, um, what looked like this huge opening in the floor, like this big window. It was encased with white framing. 
and inside it though, it was kind of like a swimming pool. It was this most beautiful azure blue that I've ever seen. But as I got closer, because I was drawn, I love to swim, and in the dream I was drawn with this with this temptation to jump in and swim into another realm. It seemed it was that alluring that it was like I knew it was going to take me somewhere. But as I got closer, I saw it was actually filled with a the the what seemed like water it was actually a thick gel-like substance, like a toxic chemical. So I discerned it was an illusion of beauty meant to intrigue and lead to danger, and I was very protective, strongly protective of the baby I was holding. So I turned, I head to the right, and I saw an open wall. And it was opening out into space. But there were these, as I got closer, there were these paving stones, like, suspended in space. And I, again, I had no fear, and I just stepped forward and moved on. And next, I was immediately in another house that was filled with many rooms. And all of them were very subdued earth tones. The lighting was dim and shadowy. It was like fall. And every room were, was filled. I went from room to room and all of them were filled with people that I knew from ministries that I'd been involved with. They were engaging. The different people were engaging in quiet conversation, minimal activity. Um, perhaps they were praying for each other, although it just seemed like they were talking. But um, So there were people I could relate to. I'd ministered with them. Some of them were friends, but none of them were intimate or deep relationships. And I felt a need to change my clothes, but there was nowhere to do it. And I felt like I didn't belong there. I knew it was time to move on. So immediately, as soon as I knew it was time to move on, immediately I was in another location. I was no longer carrying the baby. I was outdoors on a sidewalk. It was dusk, but the colors were vibrant. There was a palpable excitement in the air. There were a lot of people. Everybody was very animated and engaging with others in conversation, as was I, although I didn't know any of them in real life. So I was standing next to a bicycle that seemed to be mine. I wondered why it was there. I wondered how I was going to get it home, because there'd have to be a vehicle large enough to carry it, and I didn't have one in this dream. I thought about riding it home myself, but I knew it was too far, and it wasn't what was supposed to happen. I was certain that all would be made clear when necessary, and I woke up, and I immediately heard... You have to leave the bicycle behind. So now I'm going to go through the dream section by section with the interpretation and exhortation by the Holy Spirit as he gave it to me as I studied and sought the Lord. So part one, there's a war against your destiny and faith is necessary to advance. So this section again was in black and white. I was holding a baby. I was under attack, but I had no fear. I was looking for the way of escape. Now, I'm going to tell you, I almost always dream in color. I only had a very few dreams that were black and white. And each one that were black and white was a representation of clear opposites. In this case, faith versus fear. The baby represents what we've birthed or are carrying to be birthed for the kingdom, for our destiny. All that God has conceived in you, those things ordained before the world was formed, are to be better to be brought forth. In Ephesians 2 and 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works that God has before ordained that we should walk in them. God has ordained for you to walk forward to fulfill your destiny. That's your that's your that's what he's ordained for you. And we have to guard what we're carrying at all costs. You are uniquely created for a purpose, and the body of Christ depends on your part. There's no one like you in all the earth. 
there will be enemy attacks. There is a war over your destiny. We will encounter many obstacles as we progress. Warfare trains us to trust God and walk in faith that he is with us always. Don't be condemned if you fail to faith test. God's going to give you another opportunity. He's not the kind of teacher that just passes you to get you out of his classroom. No, he loves you so much and he wants you to, to succeed. He will continue to work with you. He will continue to give you other opportunities. They'll look different. So it's always going to test our faith because it's going to look different. It's not going to be exactly like it was the last test. And he won't let you move to the next level until you pass. Faith is necessary. God will always provide a way of escape. Know that you are protected. Read Psalm 91. Know that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Isaiah 54, 17. Let faith arise. I heard the Holy Spirit say, trust me in the war and you will see the door. Know that I'm always near. Do not be tempted to react in fear. In faith, the way of escape becomes clear. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation, including one to fear. That was my interjection there. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Part two, descending into darkness for deliverance and healing. I'm going to tell you, this descent down the stark, dark staircase into the basement was so um, clear to me because every place I lived as a child had a dark basement with earthen walls, dirt floors, and they were dark, cold, fearful places, home to spiders, rats, and snakes. And for many, including me, childhood basements can be a place where a deep wounding occurs. There are attacks that are physical, emotional, mental, and or spiritual. God wants to heal you of those in your journey so you can move forward. He wants to bring deliverance and he wants to bring healing. So the earthen basement represents places of darkness in us, known or hidden, strongholds that keep us captive, hidden fears, dark secrets, places where the Lord wants to bring his light for deliverance, for healing, so we can be pure carriers of his glory. I heard you can descend into darkness when you know I am with you. Trust me, I'm leading you to deliver you and heal you. It will seem you're descending as I show you the darkness in your soul, let my healing cleanse you and I will make you whole. Deuteronomy 31.8 And the Lord, he it is that goeth before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee. Neither forsake thee. Fear not. Neither be dismayed. He's not condemning you for those places where you were wounded in your soul. He's not condemning you for your fear. He wants to work with you. He wants to make you whole. He wants to deliver you and heal you. Part three, purity is required for clear, accurate discernment and how we need that in these times that we're in. So the next door opened into a pure white room. White symbolizes purity. The sink and toilet represent washing, cleansing, and elimination of everything filthy and harmful. We must protect the purity of what we're carrying, the holiness of what God has birthed and desires to bring to full maturity. The window, supposed seemingly window in the floor that was alluring, filled with what seemed like azure blue water, but was a thick gel, represents the deception that the enemy will bring in the form of a desire for spiritual counters outside of Christ 
alone. The Lord will take us on spiritual journeys. I, he has taken me on into visions and dreams, but it's always been through seeking him, through reading his word. It's not been seeking the experience outside of him. That takes us through another door. Holy Spirit will take us through the process of purification so we can accurately discern between the true and the false. I heard him say, I am grieved that many of my children are being led astray by what the enemy brings their way. His disguises are many, enticing flesh and soul. Selflessness and purity he will never extol. Destruction and death his ultimate goal. Purity of heart is what I require. Let my refining fire purify your heart's desire. Trust me in the dark. Your way will be made light. You will receive by my spirit purity of sight. First Timothy 6, 20-21. O Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust. Evading, avoiding, excuse me, the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. By professing it, some have strayed concerning the faith. Grace be with you. Amen. And in 2 Corinthians 11, 1-3, Paul tells us, Would to God you would bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that's Christ, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ, but I fear lest by any means, as the serpent begot Eve through his subtlety. So your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So part four, move beyond places of familiarity and comfort. And I know that this is going to be a tough one. And there's a lot of people that get stuck there because we like to be in places that are comfortable and we like being around people we're familiar with and doing things that are familiar to us in ways that we understand, operating out of our natural mind. When we're being led to be, we're being called forth to be led by the spirit and do the works of the spirit. So in this segment of the dream, there was a stark difference again in color and tone from the previous section. The previous section of humor was the brilliant blinding white. And this was a representation to me of, because it was so dark, it was dull, it was subdued, there was no life, it was very like dead. So it represented to me not being rightly aligned. And when we settle for the familiar, there's no growth. There's no growth that happens in the fall. That's when things die back and have to go to, through a winter season when every, everything is just kind of, you know, if you're from back east, it's buried under the snow. Um, and then, of course, spring comes. But the fall colors represent things that are dying off. This was a place of death and decay, dead works, the usual way of doing things, religion, trying to fit in when you're being called to advance. Now, some people who, who I saw in, the, in this dream people I was familiar with, they're, maybe they're in the right place doing what they're called to do. But if God's calling you, if you're dissatisfied, if you're, and I'm not talking about getting offended by other people and so you're dissatisfied. I'm talking about there's a hunger in you because you know God's called you out and you're being called to advance. That feeling a need to change my clothes represented time to put on the new mantle and go forward. So as I sought the Lord for further understanding, I heard him say, I have fashioned you for a perfect fit. Move forward. You will be fitly joined in alignment for furtherance of the kingdom. Some are in position and bringing forth fruit. 
but there are many unsettled and searching, hungering for more, yet fearful as they do not see what is in store. I say, I am the door, follow me. I am calling you forth into the new. Much will be entrusted to you as you continue looking to me, for I am faithful and true. Your separation is part of the preparation. Hebrews 11.8 By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whither he went. That is what we're being called into, a place of unknowing. To part five, in the unknown, you will find your own. My presence is all you need. So in this last part, it was dusk, but it wasn't like the previous section that was all just dark and dull. It was the colors and atmosphere were vibrant with life. I came fully alive on this journey of moving forward into the unknown, not staying in the familiar place. The Lord is speaking to the courageous ones who will move into the unknown by his leading, who are willing to leave behind familiar ways of doing things and relying on moment-to-moment -moment wisdom by the Holy Spirit. We haven't been this way before, and the old ways can't get us to the destination. Biblically, the new day begins at dusk. This sense of being fully engaged and exuberantly joyful in this section confirmed for me that this represents the new day walking in newness of life, perfectly aligned, fitted, moving in fullness of faith. There is freedom in this place to release all that God has put within us. And I believe that the baby not being in this segment represents that what was birthed by the Spirit is now mature and complete. Upon awakening, I immediately heard, you have to leave the bicycle behind. Now the bicycle can represent ministry, but it can also, now again, so moving into this new section, you have to leave behind old ways of doing ministry. It also can re just represent in general um, the past way of doing things. And many years ago, when I was proud of being self-reliant, I often rode my bicycle to work. So I believe this is saying that we can no longer rely on the past ways of doing things. I also found it significant that in all five segments of the dream, the only segment where I spoke was in the last segment, where everyone was full of life and interacting with one another. You will know you're in the right place, that you're in the rightly fitted, when and there will be vibrancy of life, quickening from proper connections. When you have proper connections, there's a sparking that takes place. Right alignment in God's timing brings freedom of expression. The body of Christ is voice activated. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. When the Spirit of God says, now speak and we obey, others will be activated into their purpose. As I sought the Lord for his heart and mind, I heard, moment by moment, abide in me. From my presence, do not flee. All will come forth as meant to be. I have ordained for you to be free. Free from fears, doubts, worries of life. Those things that cause you trouble and strife. Lay hold of me and of my peace. Turn fully to me and release every care upon your heart. A new measure of grace I will impart. You do not need to know when or how. Position your heart. Choose to bow. You will see my resources called forth now. I'm bringing you into life so pure. Your discernment will be certain and sure. I will reveal what heretofore was hidden. It was not necessary to see until you were bidden. Now move forward. 
walk into the new. I am the way in which to come through. In the moment is where I am found. Here I will be your solid ground. In me alone, your true voice is found. Speak from me and life will abound. Will you walk through the door into the unknown, entrusting your life to me alone? Will you walk in my ways? Let me order your days, letting me receive all honor and praise? Will you step away from your dreams and plans? Eyes on me, no backward glance. Move with me into the new. It will feel unfamiliar, yet true. Your calling and destiny will unfold unto you. Jesus said in John 10, 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. That's what he's calling us to, is to follow him into the unknown. See him on the throne, and that you will know that you will never be alone. I pray this over you and declare this over you, an impartation of faith today, as you've heard these words, to move forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Stirring of the Waters podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit ElaineHaines.com, that's A-L-A-N-E-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com, for books, blogs, and spiritual growth. You can follow me on Facebook and subscribe at cpnshows.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. See you next week for the next episode.